It's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. We're coming at you every Monday at 7 a.m. in 30 minutes or less. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. And today I'm here with Mark Levesque from WebRunner Media. Where are you guys out of, Mark? We're out of Montreal, Canada. And what do you guys do for contractors and roofing companies that makes you guys so awesome? Yeah, thanks, Tim. Appreciate being here. Um, what do we do that makes us so awesome? Well, we'd like to think our customers are awesome. We just help them uh, bring more exposure to the fact that they're awesome. Nice. Uh, we, we, we help them generate leads, uh, basically. And that's done typically through platforms like Google and Facebook. So we are a bit of a one-trick pony, and that's very much by choice. Our customers appreciate it and they enjoy working with us. Awesome. And just to give a basic overview of what we're going to be going through today, we're going to do a little PPC 101, talking about the pros and cons of outsourcing versus doing it yourself, how to capitalize on PPC leads, you know, the whole idea of buying leads, you know, home advisor, that kind of thing, versus generating your own. Why is that better? How does that help you? And then beyond leads, just talking about um, increasing your revenue and profit. Um, and we're going to do our best to kind of help you guys. So if you take the time to listen to this for 20 minutes today, your business is going to be better off in the long term. I really like how you said that, Mark, that basically you consider the people that you work with to be amazing and you're just helping expose um, them more to the world. Um, or expose the world more to them. Um, what do what are a couple things that contractors and roofing companies should know about PPC? Kind of the one hundred and one for, for them if they haven't been around it a lot. Yeah, I mean we we see PPC and, and PPC by the way for those that are completely unfamiliar with this it just stands for pay per click. Uh, another word for it is paid advertising. So that's what our specialty is, and we see it as a form of um, unlocking scale. And what I mean by that is that you know we try to take one of our clients you know dollars and turn it into two. Right. So yeah. we will serve ads on platforms like Google and Facebook. Um, you know, these ads will be uh, exposed to people who are, you know, in market, potentially in need of the services that these contractors offer. When people see them, they click the ads. Certain percentage of them may uh, decide that uh, they'd like to have a conversation. Uh, that may turn into a quote, a bid, and may turn into new business. So it's all a numbers game. Our objective is to, you know, run the math to see how it can make sense. Uh, every market's different. Every business is different. They've got their own different sets of challenges and competitors. And so, you know, uh, people work with us because we can kind of shortcut the time it takes and the likelihood that we'll see success. But uh, more so the time it takes to kind of do this this study and get campaigns up and going. I mean, that's that's our thing. It's the only thing we do. So, And, you know, our specialty is around the organic side, um, getting higher on the organic side of Google. And so in that way, our specialties are very complementary um, to your guys's. And I think it's a it's a good relationship to to have to know you guys and to be available to your your folks and for you guys to be available to the people that we know. So, yeah, absolutely. 
could could not agree more. And I mean, the data um, can be exploited, you know, in, in in both cases. You know, if you're running pay per click campaigns, that data can be used when you're doing, um, you know, SEO campaigns, and and the other way around. Hey, you've got a website that's ranking well organically, but there's certain terms that you're maybe not showing up for. You'd want to get get up there quickly for those terms. Well, hey, pay per click can help. You know, so I mean, there's definitely a good good synergy there, and 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 value in uh, in doing both of these if you can. Now, where's that point where you know it's time to hire a PPC agency versus doing it yourself? What are the pros and cons of that? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a tough one to answer. But um, I mean, I mean, look, you know, time time is a factor. Uh, in money, um, you know, your your comfort level with with you know, can you afford to make costly mistakes, right? Are you somebody who uh, is keen on learning this stuff? Do you want to do it yourself? Are you able to design landing pages? I mean, we can go on and on and on and on about, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we built the pros and cons column, they'd be huge. Um, yeah. But I suspect there'd be more cons <laughs> than pros. If the question is, you know, do we recommend uh, doing it, doing it yourself, there, there'd be it's, it's a little bit of a matter of scale too, you know, like if you're just starting out, it might not be time to hire a PPC company, but if you have five employees, maybe there's something to consider here. And, um, you know, there's, there's definitely, I, I find that hard actually. Um, when we're talking to clients too, our prospects is like, if they are one or two people to, to kind of say, I mean, ultimately this is my perspective and I'd love if we disagreed cause I kind of like disagreeing on stuff sometimes, <laughs> but, um, I always say, like, if you're under one million in revenue, we might not be the best fit. I mean, that's a function of budget. Like, we're not the cheapest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a function of, like, I guess I just I project. Like, I ultimately had to do all kinds of sweat equity things to build my business at the beginning. Um, I certainly most contractors have had that experience where basically for years. Um, they're sitting there, they have to do everything within their power to kind of master marketing and do, um, what they can, even if it's imperfect. Um, and there is a, there is a moment where you hit a certain point and your, your time is worth more than your money. And it's like, all right, I can get more. I could definitely make more money. And I'm, I'm basically, I can't do 70 hours for the rest of my life. I'm going to hire a professional for this particular aspect of my marketing. Yeah, exactly. I, I I couldn't agree more with you. Actually, I think you know, uh, similar to you, there's a certain um, uh, time in that 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 makes sense to, to have a conversation with us, and it, it's you know around the same revenue ranges that 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 you, that you've mentioned. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean though that if you're below that that hey, you've got to do it yourself. I still think there's a way to have somebody who's a little bit more experience run your campaigns for you and i'm not i'm not talking about you know your nephew or your your neighbor next door freelancer maybe yeah that's that's it you know you can get somebody who hey you know you go on upwork and you can find people who specialize in ppc they'll charge you a lot less they may not have the niche you know industry expertise or focus or whatever but hey they've done uh, google ad campaigns or facebook ad campaigns multiple times over so that's uh, Upwork.com, just in case somebody's in that position right now thinking, hey, what was that? Upwork.com. Definitely it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of moving through this quick because I know that we're you know looking at about 20 minutes on this. Um, how do you capitalize on PPC leads? And 
so once you start getting those leads from PPC, um, what are the what are the things that people can do to make sure that they're not wasting their money with the right. way that they're following up? All right. Well, here's a here's a secret for you, Tim, and listeners. Don't tell anybody else. But this is the <laughs> one thing you need to do when that phone rings. Tim, do you know what I'm going to say? Answer it. There you go. That's what you need yes. to do when your phone rings. Yes. It's it's literally that simple, and it's 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 speed, right? So we're talking about the phone. If a lead comes in and it happens to be a phone call, pick up the phone or have somebody yeah. pick up the phone. If you're a small business and you you know you're just a couple of crew members and maybe you're out on a roof or replacing siding or remodeling a kitchen, you're on site, can't pick up the phone. There's services where. Um, you know, they can do the call handling for you. Uh, Ruby receptionist is one that comes to mind that is great for that. So there's no reason in 2019, 2020 to be um, not picking up phone calls or returning phone calls. Some of the most successful companies out there return calls within 10 seconds. So if you fill out a form online, guess what? Your phone's going to ring within 10 seconds. You've got to be trying to emulate that level of uh of service so so speed and you know millennials get all kinds of bad names uh and the the one thing that we're used to though is a lot of convenience and there are a lot more millennial homeowners nowadays and and i think people in general are just getting used to basically high levels of customer service and even in some cases they're used to like using an application instead of talking to a human which sometimes they might even prefer yeah, exactly. Um, so if that's the appetite that people have for customer service, they're not going to tolerate bad customer service. And that comes down to that that filters into your marketing, weirdly, because we're our marketing marketing agencies are the ones that kind of have to fight against like bad Google reviews if you have those. And not even bad, like less than four point five stars, right? Like we ultimately have to deal with a little bit of that when those things are happening. So we want you to have as close to five star services we possibly can. You can have um, because and people are weird. People are weird these days. They'll review you poorly for one bad sales call or like the the rep that didn't follow up. And that's I mean it's just a standard that it is hard to follow. It is hard to live up to. But knowing. That's basically what you're taking on as a small business owner um, or, or even a marketing manager at a construction company, a roofing company, is that's a huge piece to this game. And making sure that you get enough five-star reviews to support your lead efforts is really, I, th- I think, also something people should be thinking about. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And it's a system that needs to be, you know, you have to engineer that. You have, you have to factor that into your plans. You've got to build a, build a process. So how do we handle leads? And, and the way you handle leads uh, will be different for, you know, Google and for Facebook and for referrals and stuff. So you've got to give time and thought to how you're going to, you know, manage all that. Uh, such that you can put yourself in a position whereby you are getting these five-star reviews on Google because that's only going to amplify your ability to generate more uh, more leads and close close better customers. And how do you follow up once you get the lead? How do you how do you let's say they they don't close right away like we want the one call close right but 
Um, yeah, everybody wants that one call. call. Up. <laughs> yeah, Every, everyone wants that one call close, and I say that's probably where a lot of people fall short. If it, if uh, on the sales side, more specifically, if it doesn't look like it's an opportunity that's going to close within the next thirty days or so, uh, then hey, you know, move to the wayside. I've got other things to other priorities to kind of tend to. That's a mistake. I mean. That's a lead uh, marketing, you know, management put some marketing dollars in there to 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 generate that lead. It's not dead. It's just, you know, the timing is not right. So nurture that. Right. So if ideally companies are using a CRM, they're able to uh, change, you know, a leads status uh, to to something whereby they'd be put into a nurturing sequence. So that can be as simple as getting your newsletter moving forward, or maybe they get. Um, I think we had a discussion about this, and earlier you had mentioned Tim the idea of sending somebody. Uh, I think you had called it a value driven kind of uh, info track where they get four or five pieces of content drip fed to them over yeah. a period, period of time. That's that and stuff I, like, I like that. Works. that. Partly just because then you can really choose what those messages are around based on the time of when they came in. So if it's been a month and a half, maybe the message changes a little bit around, um, are you still thinking about your roof or, you know, are, are you still thinking about this? And um, you're kind of, you're, you can kind of change based on when they came in, basically. And then the benefit, of course, of being on the newsletter is it's the freshness of the content that's let's say if you are putting out that newsletter based on seasonality, it's fall, it's um, over here in Minnesota, we've got ice dams and and all kinds of craziness around January and February. So maybe the messages can be more tailored to what's going on at that moment, which is a a wonderful thing about being, having them on a newsletter. Yeah, exactly. I I think to your point, you know, personalization is key. Automation, you've got to be careful with, right? If you try to scale, uh, you know, you try to automate too much and then your things become more, you know, unpersonalized. And it's like, hey, what are these guys talking about? This is a completely different time of year. They're completely off base. This is just a message they sent to everyone. And then it's just, it just looks bad, right? Reflects poorly. And and you get turned into mind spam. Spam. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you get accidentally categorized as spam, and that's, I mean, that's the thing is like with email is, is uh, if you are following up via email with the sales rep, and then you also have an automated thing going on, it could be confusing. So buying leads versus generating your own. We know uh, Home Advisor is a hot topic with a lot of contractors and other kinds of lead aggregators. Um, when you do that, how do you, how do you compare what you guys do? And I mean, technically, you know, we also help generate leads in the organic side, but with, with what you're doing versus home advisor, um, can you give me a little bit of, uh, why, why to care if, if let's say I've been focused on home advisor, buying home advisor leads, I'm used to what I pay, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main difference with lead aggregators and, running your own marketing campaigns is, is, well, it's very much that it's that on one end you're, you're buying, you're purely buying contact info. And on the other, you're actually marketing your brand, your business, right? Um, when you get info from a home advisor, I mean, you've, you know, you got to call that, that, that 
consumer and that consumer may have been called by other contractors and now you're now you may be competing uh, with a lot of people and sometimes you'll get a response like who are you why are you calling me mm, uh, yeah no I already took care of that thanks right um, mm-hmm. and so the question to be asking is not well hey I'm spending this much on my home advisor leads how much are your leads because again we don't sell leads we market services for companies we market companies the advantage of of putting dollars into marketing if you spend money on google ads or facebook ads and you bring people to your website or to landing pages um you can track these these people and so we know hey if people convert great you've got leads if they don't convert now we have the opportunity to get back in front of them with simple remarketing campaigns right these are things that you can't do yeah these are things you can't do if you're just buying uh, you know, buying leads. So, you yeah. know, he, we're putting your the name out there. People are are seeing your videos. They're seeing your ads. You're bringing visibility yeah. to your to your to your URL, to your to your domain, to your you know your website, your brand, your colors, your all these things. It's all part exactly. of marketing. And um, people kind of skip that, and they're just stuck on the lead cost, which again is the is the bigger problem. The lead cost is not what's most important. It's really what's it costing you to acquire the customer, right? And I can't remember if we spoke about that yeah. earlier on, but that's the that's the the golden question there. Cost of acquiring a customer, CAC. Mm-hmm. Sales and Marketing Metrics 101, I like that. And we basically know, the question really is, is brand important to you? Are you just trying to get as many leads as possible for your salespeople? Or are you trying to build a name in the community? And Facebook ads in particular, in my opinion, I'm thinking about brand and building brand and getting them used to seeing you, your company, your name, all of that. And, and that's a wonderful way to do that. I love Facebook remarketing and, and kind of continuing to nurture people that maybe have already put themselves in the sales funnel, um, those types of things. Um, I think that that's the real question, though. What will, you know, make it even simpler? Would you rather have a lead that you got from HomeAdvisor or another lead aggregator, Thumbtack, you know, all these different things? Or would you rather have a lead that came in through your website and raised their hand and said, I want to work with your company? Which would you rather have? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and it's a it's warmer really, lead. It's yeah. a much, much, and much warmer lead. And, you know, my take on this is if you're going to do any of these, I like Thumbtack the best personally, just because I've seen better results with some of our contractors. I think you should do every possible thing. I say this a lot, but especially at the beginning when, when you, let's say, start to get heavier duty on marketing and leads and all those things, try everything. Try everything. Don't, don't spend $25,000 on house or some crazy shit like that. But basically, try everything a bit. See how it goes. See how the leads are. See how easy or hard to close they are. And we talked about this um, previously, but ultimately optimize for closed business on the stuff that you're doing on your marketing. And if you do that, you'll likely see how much wasted time there, time and money there is on bad leads from things like HomeAdvisor and other places where it's like, ooh, it's a cheap lead. A cheap lead is a, a lead where you're competing with so many other people and they didn't care about you. And yeah. you're not building your brand and your company is not gaining a greater foothold in the community. And that brand is, it might be confusing to some people, but it's ultimately, I recognize that 
company. I recognize that company and I'm much more likely to make a decision to work with that company because I recognize them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, if you're, if you're tracking the metrics properly, you know, not only can you optimize for cost to acquire the customer, but you're able to see which lead source you have an easier time setting appointments with where you have higher closing, where the average ticket price is higher. And, uh, it just becomes clearly apparent where you should be spending your dollars. And, and not only that, look at the lifetime value. If you track things long enough, you'll be able to see over time that leads from a certain lead source are more likely to refer you new customers. So that's another thing you, mm. want, you want to be looking at. So That's a good number, actually. I really like that. Like, like I, I heard somebody refer to it as something a little bit different than lifetime value. But I know LTV, I was thinking lifetime value was, um, was just from that customer. And then I saw something that was like, modified lifetime value or something that was like them plus all the people that they referred. And that really does change it a little bit, right? Is this the type of person that's going to refer us out business? And you can do things to change that and make that more likely, you know, little delight things after the work is done or something like that. Yep. Um, there's always ways to increase that and optimize for that as well with the other things you're doing on the customer service side. Exactly. Yeah. What about um, getting beyond leads? What's the fastest way to increase revenues? Well, I think we, we just touched on a bit of that, Tim, but it's essentially if you look at it, I mean, there's, there's a several sales happening, right, in, in business. You've got to make a sale initially to, uh, you, you've got to sell somebody on becoming a prospect. So you, you've got to generate yeah. that lead first. That's a sale right? Um, then you have to uh, submit a proposal, right? That's, that's a sale. Um, the ticket price, well, that's, that's a sale. The, um, your, your, um, what you're spending to acquire the customer, there's, there's a dollar value to that. That's, that's kind of a sale, right? You're acquiring leads. You've got a, a marketing budget. So these four or five different things, if we optimize each of these just by about 10%, you can close to double your business, Right. So if you mm -hmm. increase your if you increase your ability to um, to to um, to charge more on every job. Right. Just charge, charge, mm -hmm. charge a little bit more, a couple percent more. Right. Um, two, three percent. Improve, improve your closing. Right. Turn, change your yeah. close rate from, you know, um, 20 to 22 percent. Right. Mm -hmm. um, your leads start getting your lead cost down from, I don't know, let's just say 150, bring it down to $120, right? Mm -hmm. um, increase your marketing budget now because you've, you've, uh, you know, decrease, decrease cost. You, uh, you, you've increased your margin, you've increased your close rates. Um, you can, you know, we have a calculator that we use to kind of crunch all these numbers, but it's when we, when we uh, show change to the customers, we will say, Hey, did you know that if you just tweak all these metrics a little bit by a couple points each, you can <laughs> double your business and they're like, hey, get out of here. Well, let's look at it. And you do it and you're like, wow, I just, I can add, you know, half a million, a million dollars to my, to my business top line just by improving these things by this much. That's it. They're like, yeah, I think I can go get that's an crazy, extra, yeah. you know, a couple hundred dollars on each sale. Well, let's, let's start doing that, you know? So, so that's really, it's, it's, 
you know, when people think about growing the business, they think more leads is the answer. And it's, it's not the answer. That's actually the hardest thing to change because it's, it is, you know, very much out of your control. There will be a point where lead cost is, I mean, lead cost is always going to be going up as, as competition increases. Uh, more and more people are bidding on keywords on Google and that sort of thing. Um, but you can take hold earlier. And if you use this to get those new customers fresh out of the blue customers, and then get those people to help refer you business. It's like, like you said, like if the cost of acquiring a customer from referral is lower, then your ultimate goal should be to get the leads in here that then can refer the next leads, right? So yeah. sometimes our our job is getting that first connection, and then your job is getting the, the the next couple after that, hopefully, so that you do such a great job and delight them that they mention your name or you have other ways to incentivize them maybe to, to send you the next lead too. Yeah. Ancillary services, right? So, so this all comes down to systems, I think is what it boils down to. So if you're a roofer, um, well, you know what, uh, offering gutters is probably a good idea. Maybe, you know, if you're doing gutters, the gutter guards, that could be a good idea, right? The, 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 leaf, yeah. the leaf protectors, if you're a remodeler and you did somebody's kitchen, well, yeah, you should probably, you know, stay on those customers because at one point in time, they may want to consider remodeling a bathroom or something like that. So you got to keep tabs on those customers and the, the repeat business is the best business you, you can get. They know you, they like you, they've done business with you before. They're calling you back to work with them. You don't have to sell anything. And then when someone comes to you and says, Hey, you know, Mary, my neighbor was talking to me, uh, about you guys and how awesome you are last week. And she says that, uh, I need to work with you. Well, I need to get my roof replaced. Can you guys help me again? That's, that's more likely than not a done deal. Um, you know, unless you screw it up, but when the trust is built, you know, so, so these are the things that people need to be optimizing for more leads is not always the answer. That's really good. And I, I appreciate it. You know, um, certainly systems are a huge piece to all this. And, and uh, we're trying to make this podcast also about those systems so that you're not just optimizing for the wrong thing, basically. Um, I really appreciate you being on today, Mark, and thank you for rolling with the punches. Awesome. Um, and and uh, uh, tell the people where they can find you online so that they can Come check you out. Absolutely. So webrunnermedia.com, uh, that's our website. Check it out. And uh, if anyone wants to connect with me direct, they can always just um, search me on LinkedIn. Mark Levesque, LinkedIn. You can message me right there. Just DM me or something like that. Awesome. And you are, um, are you guys are on social. Do you want to share where people can find you there as well? Oh, my God. I'm terrible with this. Our handles, uh, they should all be Webrunner Media, but... <laughs> I'm not sure. You know what? Just go on webrunnermedia.com today and then just follow them on this, their social channels. I'm sure they're linked there. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's Hook Agency. This is put on by Hook Agency, Hook Agency on social stuff. And thank you for listening. Um, feel free to rate and review the podcast. It means a lot to us if you do that and suggest us to another roofing, uh, roofing company or construction company, of course. And it is the Next Level Contractor Podcast coming at you every Monday in 30 minutes or less with no bullshit. And we're helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. Thanks.